Wow. Incredible story, Josh. Um, that's inspiring. You know, it's inspiring to hear uh, somebody's story, not only uh, to see where they've come from, but to see how far God has brought them and will continue to bring them. And that is the reason that we uh, have these moments where you get to get a glimpse of somebody's story is because we want all of us to be reminded that we are all stories in process. We are all miracles in motion, and we all have things that we are asking God for, and a lot of the uh, things are going to come to pass because of our consistency, not because of our strength, but because of our consistency to continually show up and let God do the things that only God can do. And we believe that it's not just going to happen for Josh, but it's going to happen for every single one of you. If you are here and this is your first time to church and you got here this morning and you feel like, man... I just don't know how God could do anything in my life right now, but I'm here. I want you to know that we all have hope for you because we have hope for ourselves. And we're not anybody, nobody's different than anybody else. We are all in need of God's grace. And so if you're here this morning, it's your first time to New Heart Church, welcome. We are so glad you're here. Come on, give a huge hand. We're so glad you're here. We believe that today is going to be an incredible day. We're in this series called Every Single Sunday, and we're talking about this consistency that is so vital because we understand that we're all miracles in motion. In fact, last Sunday we talked about these things, and we had a moment for our church where we sat down and we wrote these prayer requests out. And, and as you walked into church, you saw this humongous wall that's out here of all of these miracles in motion. The reason that we call them miracles right now, and they might not be yet, is because we have faith that they will be in time. And I know every single one of you has written something here, or maybe some of you want to. I want you to know that we are praying for each and every one of you, and each and every one of these things. And I know some of them might feel like mountains, but they're not mountains to God. They might look like mountains to you, but they're not mountains to God. And I'm praying that this morning your faith would be stirred. Come on, church, your faith would be stirred. That you would feel like, wow, God can actually do something that he said he could do. That we're not just here uh, just because we're just showing up just to show up. We're showing up because we believe that God can do something in our life. That we believe that God can do something in our community. We believe God can do something in our state. We believe God can do something in this world. We are showing up because God is all powerful. Not a political system, not a financial system, not a place where you live. We believe God has all power in his hands and that's why we show up to him. Because he has the answer when we feel like we don't. And so I'm praying that this morning, Lord, I'm, I didn't even get in my sermon. I'm getting all fired up and spitting and I need to settle it. Lord, yeah, get hydrated. And I'm, and I'm, I'm praying that this, this morning will not just be another Sunday, church. Come on, come on. I'm, I'm talking, I love the consistency, but let's not get apathetic about it. Like, I love that we're all showing up every single Sunday. Yes, but let's show up every single Sunday like it's our first Sunday. 
Like it, it, like it just is so brand new to each and every. Come on, let's all pray this morning. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus all over this room. God, I, I pray that we'd be hungry for a move that only comes from you. Jesus, I pray this morning, God, we would feel the presence that only comes from you. God, I pray that every single person that came in this room, God, if they had weights, that, God, you're actually lifting them right now. And, Jesus, they're feeling the strength and vitality that only comes from having faith in you. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said, come on, everybody said, amen, amen. Pray for my bears, too. They play the Chiefs. Talk about a miracle and moaning, Lord, have mercy. That's, that's, that's more than God can do. That's, he can save your life. He can't save the bears. They're, they are, you know what? You know what? I just walk with a limp because I love a terrible team. All right. Um, my son, my son Watson loves to wrestle. Uh, he's five years old. He loves to jump around. He loves to hit. He loves to box. He loves to wrestle. He loves to play ninja. His middle name is Benjamin. He's renamed himself Watson uh, Benja. I'm not a ninja. I'm a Benja. And uh, he runs around with a sword. Everything is a weapon to him. Everything. And this is problematic for a lot of ways. He's small, so he can hide in spaces where you don't see him. And you're not always expecting a shot that is coming to your body from a little one. Um, but he'll, he'll, he will deliver it with uh, all the force that he can because he loves it. And there's every single day, there's a consistent thought in his mind of, Dad, let's, let's wrestle. Let's do this thing. And when he does it, he will get in front of you and go, come on. Yeah, I mean, he just like gets ready. Because he's like, it's, it's, it's you or me. Now, I know it's always going to be me. But to him, he's like, I'm getting, I'm getting in fighting stance because I'm ready for a showdown. Right? And, and I saw him like this. He's like, come on, Dad. Come on. Come on. Let's go. Let's go. Well, you know, he's just a little too aggressive. He gets that from his, his mom. And it, <laughs> but he's... He's, he's getting there, and he's like, come on, come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. You know, let's, let's attack. And, and, and all of this fight that's coming. And I saw this stance that he had. Like, about, like, like it's about to go down. It's a showdown that's about to go down. You know, like, let's do this thing. And, and I literally stuck in my head. This was like a month ago. This stuck in my head of how a lot of us approach life, of how we are always looking at life like a showdown. Always looking at life like we got to get in position. Whatever we're fighting. Now, listen, I know that that's scriptural. You know, God, there's so many things in the Bible talk about fight the good fight of faith and all that. But I'm, I'm talking more about this posture of it's, if it's, it's me versus whatever. It's me versus my finances. It's me versus, uh, me versus my marriage. Me versus my health. Me 
Me, anybody ever feel like that? Me versus my job. Me versus my non-existent job. Me versus my future. Me versus my past. Me versus my habits that I'm forming. Me versus the habits that I want to break. Me versus the things that have rolled around in my head for far too long. Me versus whatever. You can fill in the dot of the thing that you're fighting. But what happens is the posture starts turning into, it's either me or this thing, it's this showdown that's got to happen right now, right here, and you get in this posture. What happens is you, and listen, I, I think it's good for a fight, but what happens is you start going through life always thinking it's about you and your strength and your fight and your ability. And, 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 and a lot of times you lose. And so you walk in on Sunday morning feeling discouraged, feeling overwhelmed, feeling like you got to be on the defensive, feeling like you got to be on the offensive, feeling like you're overwhelmed with all this stuff that's going on in your mind and your head, and it all falls on you. And this showdown mentality will start to bring you down. Because you put too much of an emphasis in the wrong kind of posture. And so I started thinking through this when I was thinking about every single Sunday. And this verse popped up to me in Proverbs chapter 24, verse 16. It says, the godly may trip seven times, but they will get up again. That means you can mess up a whole bunch, but the activity that, but what it says, it says that the God's activity in your life is not because you win, it's because you keep showing up. I'm going to say that again because I think some of you heard it, but some of you didn't. The activity that is in your life because of God is happening not because you're winning, but because you keep showing up. It said the godly, not they don't win every time. They just get up every time. The godly don't win every time. They just get up every time. That means God's activity is in your life. It's not a showdown. It's a show up. It's not a showdown. It's a show up. And this is the thing that I want to to get your show up matters every single Sunday when you get up I know it might be hard I know it might feel like it's hard right now it might feel like I cannot do this anymore I cannot pick myself up over the floor anymore I cannot go after this thing again but God's spirit is working in you right now to pull you up off the mat and get you to stand on your own two feet again and say I'm gonna show up again I'm gonna look up again I'm gonna get my eyes up again it's not a showdown it's a show up and so many of us think it's about this huge fight that we have to win when God's saying if you just show up if you would just show up in your marriage if you would just show up at your job if you would just show up in relationships if you would just show up in high school, if you just show up in college, just show up. Because the godly, well, they trip seven times. You know what seven in the Bible means? Perfect. So, so Proverbs is saying right now, even if you perfectly fail, godly still get up. I don't know about you. I've perfectly failed before. I have 
made a perfect mess of some situations. Thought, man, you couldn't perfectly do it more wrong than I just did. But God says, my activity in your life is not about you winning. It's about you showing up. Now, the great thing about God is you do win. You do win. It just not, might not be on your timing. And so we keep making God's faithfulness, whether he's faithful or not, dependent on our timeline or not. And that, that's not true. God is faithful. Come on, church. God's faithful. No matter what, God's faithful. No matter what, you're coming out winning. No matter what, it's going to work at some point. No matter what, something's going to break. No matter what, you're going to see God's hand move in your family. No matter what, you're going to see God's hands move in your finances. No matter what, God's going to do something that you only could attribute to God. Why? Because he's faithful and he will do it on his timeline, not mine. So my job is not to get mad at God for not doing it in my timing. My job is to consistently keep showing up. Keep getting up. When the whole world would like you to stop. When the whole world tells you you're an idiot. Keep, why you keep doing that? When, when every whisper from Satan is, if you would just lay down, it would be easier. Some of you are really good at taking a punch. But God wants you to be able to get up off the mat. Stand up again. Stand up again. Show up again. It's not a showdown. It's a show up. And this consistency thing will help you so much because it's helping me. Luke chapter 4. That was too long of an introduction. <laughs> Y'all are like, what the? Yeah, I'm going to go. We're going to try to go fast. Luke chapter 4, verse 31. Two verses. Jesus went to Capernaum a town of Galilee, and taught there in the synagogue every single Sunday, every Sabbath day. There, too, the people were amazed at his teaching, for he spoke with authority. What happens when we continually show up? What happens? If you don't see a win every time, which none of us do, there there are times you show up and you don't see the win. So what happens when you don't see a win? What happens when consistency is just a part of your DNA and you're consistently showing up every single... I'm, I'm talking about not just church. I'm talking about your connect groups. I'm talking 
about your uh, time with the Lord in the morning or night or maybe at your lunch break. I'm talking about your prayers in your car. I'm talking, it's a consistent, I'm going to consistently put myself in God's place, in God's house, where God, and, and, and I'm going to consistently open up my mouth, and I'm going to consistently talk about his word. I'm not going to let the dumb stuff come out of my mouth, but I'm going to let God's word come out of my mouth, and I'm going to consistently keep showing up. What happens? One of the things that happens is you might learn something. Because what, 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 what was going on when Jesus showed up every single Sunday? He taught. So if you show up every single Sunday, if you show up every single day and open up your word, what, what, what could happen? You could learn something. I could learn something. Because consistency puts you at a place where you actually could learn something and you don't pick it up when you are haphazard with your showing up. You don't learn it. When I was in college, we had some classes that were optional for attendance at the lectures. Those were awesome because I never showed up for those. Mom, don't get mad. What? My mom just started, we paid for those classes. Mom, it happened 20 years ago. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Lord, have mercy. It's the fire over here. I'm going to out. I knew you were just messing around. Lord, I'm 45 years old. I'm a grown man. Mike Gundy style. What's happening? I, I remember they, they said, you, you don't have to show up to the lectures if you don't want to. I was like, great. I don't want to. And so I didn't. And then I found out um, from a friend who was going there, uh, they were like, hey, just so you know, the final is on, uh, not on the book that you've been reading. It's on the lectures. <laughs> awesome. 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 So, the last lecture of the year before the final, I was there early, 15 minutes, with a notebook. I was ready. I let's go. Nothing. I was like, please go later. Talk all you want. In fact, if you want to go over what's going to be on the test, that would be optimal. I'm re and I thought about this, and I said, what is it about us that makes us teachable when we have to pass a test? But what is it about us, us, that makes us hungry to learn when we got to pass something? Right? I come to church when my marriage is rocking. I'll be in that connect group when I don't have any relationships that are life-giving. I will start showing up and serving when I feel like my finances are a mess and I don't have any idea how I'm going to get. Then I'll start tithing, I think. What is it about us that makes us so hungry to learn when we've got to pass a test? I'm talking, listen, if you, now listen, if you're here because you're in, you're, you're in trouble 
right now and you showed, you showed up to the right place. You came on the best Sunday you ever could. The first Sunday, listen, that's all. Come on, church. Aren't we excited that you're here? Ain't no judgment. I'm talking about what are you going to do after you pass the test? I'm talking about what kind of habits are you forming to be able to learn because what happens is when you start putting an emphasis, I am going to show up day in, day out. My consistency matters. I'm going to show up every single Sunday. What happens is you learn a lot more than you thought you would. And God will start revealing something to you. Why? Because he feeds those that are hungry for it. He feeds those. That's why when you came and you were hungry because your marriage was on its last legs, God what? God fed you. God poured into your life at that moment. So don't at that second then pull away because God helped you for a second and then not understand that the more you show up hungry, the more God feeds you. The more you come up desperate, the more God works in your life, the more that you show up ready to learn, God will teach you things that you never thought could happen. I'm talking about coming not because it's a test. Maturity shows us is showing up because you're hungry to learn, not just to pass a test. That's maturity. I'm coming because I want to learn something. But in our culture, learning is not a high priority. It's more about agreeing. I like you if I agree with you. I, I, I like what you're saying because I agree with you. Not because you teach me something. We have a culture that is in love with co-signing, but not in love with learning. We have a culture that is built on likes, but not on learning. That you are more, you are, so, so many of us are much more ready to hit a like button than pull out our notes app. And say, teach me something. Teach me something. I want to learn something that I didn't know before. I, I want to hear something that I didn't hear before. I, I'm hungry to go somewhere that I haven't gone before. And when you keep showing up day in, day out, guess what? God will keep giving you new things and new things and new things. But if you only show up when there's a crisis, yes, God will love you and help you and pull you out of the fire. But you will never get out of the circle of that kind of I show up only when it's hard and then go back to the same kind of habits I did when it's easy. You'll never pull yourself out. God wants to get you to a new level. How do you get to a new level? You consistently keep showing up and you consistently be hungry to hear and to be taught. And God will say, I'll keep raising you up level by level by level by level by level by level because of your hunger. My pouring out of my spirit is, is, is determined by the level of your hunger. You're hungry to learn? God will pour out. God will pour out. We'll learn things over and over and over because leaders are learners, not likers. I just like that. Cosign. Okay, well, that's good. That's fine. But teach me something new. You know, mess with me a little bit. 
Mess with my kitchen. Get in there. You go do, okay, God, what's, up, what's something that I've been thinking about and doing on autopilot that you want to rearrange, God? God and, and if you go with that kind of open heart, God will pour out heaven on your life. He'll pour out heaven on your marriage. He'll pour out heaven on your life, on your finances, on your workplace, on your relationships. Because you'll consistently show up with this kind of hunger. Luke chapter 4, verse 32, again, says, There too the people were amazed at his teaching, because they want to learn. Then they said, For he spoke with authority. Showing up is the secret to having authority in your life and over your life. Now, Jesus already had authority. Why? Because he is authority. Jesus, uh, when Jesus showed up, he, he, authority showed up. When Jesus showed up, consistency showed up. When Jesus, I mean, he went to, the, the church went to the church. I mean, this, Jesus was in all, through all. This is why when you come to Jesus, he will be everything and anything you need. But for every single one of us to understand, okay, how can I have that kind of authority? Authority comes from consistency, right? Authority comes from consistency. I don't, I'm not going to ask Watson how to swim. I'm going to ask Michael Phelps how to swim. Right? He has authority. My son has been in the pool. <laughs> Do you know how many times we treat people who have been in the pool and be like, oh, hi, hi, what, what, are you, what are you doing? What do you do? They don't have any authority because they don't have the consistency yet. I'm going, to the, I'm, I'm going to the 12, 16, I don't know how many gold medal. I'm going to that kind of consistency. That, that one over there, that's the one I want to hear from. Why? Because consistency gives you authority. So if you want authority in your life, and not just in your life, but over your life, you got to keep showing up. Why, did, why, were the, why were the Israelites so amazed at this? Why were they amazed? Because authority was foreign to them. I, I want you to hear this because you, this is so important to understand the context of who was listening at this moment. You got Israelites who came from 400 years of slavery, right? For, everybody follow, you, you ever seen the Prince of Egypt? All right, so you didn't... I'm, I'm, trying, to, I'm trying to talk to everybody here. 400 years of slavery, then from there, they get into fights with people who are in the land that God promised them. Then after all of those fights, then they get major oppression from warring clans that keep coming into their land, trying to take over, right? This is, called, this is where judges came in because they had people, but they, they were so scared of all these warring clans that they couldn't really settle. Finally, they settled. Then they asked God, give us kings. Well, that worked for a little bit, but then the kings started oppressing them that they had. 
The king started oppressing the Israelites and taxing them way over than they should and leading them into worshiping other false gods than the God that actually brought them into the place where they could actually have kings. In fact, it got so bad, then from there, God brought Babylon into the place and other places who not just oppressed them, but took them back out into exile. Finally, after exile, they left. They got to go back to the land that God gave them. And then what came in? Romans. And occupied them. What I want you to see, what what we need to see at this moment, is authority was foreign to them. Because authority was inflicted upon them, not entrusted to them. So all the authority that they ever saw was inflicted on them, not entrusted to them. It was so foreign to hear Jesus speak with authority. Here is a Jew who is speaking with authority. We've never seen anyone speak with authority before. What, how This is so crazy to every single person who is listening because authority was, has always been inflicted on them. And I'm telling you, some of you, you, you read this and this is you because authority is foreign to you because it's always been inflicted on you. You've had bad bosses that inflicted authority on you. You've had bad parenting that's been inflicted upon you. You've got in church situations where you've had bad leadership and that authority has been inflicted upon you and you can go through your life and see example after example of wrong authority in your life and then when you finally see heaven and authority that comes with heaven in your life, it is foreign to you because it's always been inflicted upon you. It's never been entrusted to you. And this is why God wants us to continually show up. Because he wants us to walk in the authority that he has given to not his son, not just his son, but through his son to us for your life and over your life to speak to your marriage that looks like it's dead and say it's not going to die in the name of Jesus. To speak to your health and say God purchased healing 2,000 years on a cross and I am speaking to my body to get in line with what the cross says has already happened. To speak to situations where everybody said you're never going to graduate college. You're never going to be able to have that kind of job. You're never going to be able to have your kind of finances. You're always going to be in debt. You're always going to be this kind of dad. You're always going to be this kind of mom. You've come from this kind of thing. No way you're going to ever have that kind of family. No way you're going to ever have that kind of thing and authority has always been foreign to you until you started consistently showing up and God says I can trust you now with the authority that has come through my son and now stand up and speak to those circumstances and say this stuff might have gone in my past but it's not going to go any further because I'm going to speak in the authority of the name of Jesus over every single mountain that tries to get in my way over every single wall that tries to build itself up against what God has promised to me, I'm going to stand up in authority. Once where it seemed to be foreign, I'm standing up in the name of Jesus because I've been consistently showing up. And 
not foreign to me anymore. I, I, let me go back to this last scripture. Everybody, let's stand to our feet. I, I wrote a couple things down. I, I said God wants to heal. Heal some of you who have been hurt by authority. He wants to turn that affliction into an impartation. Some of you have been wounded by authority before. And he wants to heal you of that. And consistently showing up is what switches you. Come on, church, I want you to hear this. Consistently showing up in front of God is what will switch you from hearing about authority to having authority. And too many, too many of us have heard about authority, but have never understood how to have it in your own life. I'll be very honest. How can I talk about scripture like this every single Sunday? Because I show up every day in my life. I'm not, listen, you don't need to clap for that I, 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 and try, oh man, yeah, pastor, you did that. No, no I'm, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm saying if I did not do that, I would have no authority. Because my authority has no value here. The only authority that has value on this earth is borrowed authority. And that comes from God and God alone. I am stewarding heaven's authority in this moment. It's not mine. It's God's. But he's allowing you to walk in that for your family. To walk in that for your business. To walk in, come on, some of you got business ideas that God is giving you right now, but you feel like, you, oh, where, how can I go? How can I do? God is giving you authority. Consistently show up to him. Every single Sunday, every single day, you're letting God give you authority. Look, look at this last thing. Because I promise, I had you all stand up for a reason. I really am almost done. Matthew chapter 28. Verse 18. This is right before Jesus leaves. He says, Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all what? Authority. I've been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all of the commands I've given you and be sure of this, I am, I am what? I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. How do you know you have authority? Well, Jesus said, I have all authority. And what did he also say? I'm with you always. So what's with you always? All authority is with you always. All authority is with you always. Authority in your family, authority over your habits, authority over your health, authority over your fights, authority over your future, authority over your past, authority of every single lie that the enemy has tried to say that's going to stay in your life forever. Authority is with you always. Do not stand for something that you have authority over. Do not let that thing keep you on the mat. 
stand up, show up again, and say in the name of Jesus, I am standing up in authority at this moment. Not because of me, but because I've consistently showed up. It's not a showdown. It's a show up. And when I show up, God shows up. And when God shows up, authority shows up. And when authority shows up, walls come down. Mountains are moved. Lives are changed because God has all authority. Every single one of them. Last thing and then we're going to worship. So if God has all authority, gives all authority to us, what is our job? Show up. Because look at this. I'm going to go back to that little piece I just read, verse 16. Then the 11 disciples left for Galilee, going to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. What'd they do? They showed up. They showed up. So a lot of us, It's just showing up. God, I'm showing up. I'm showing up again. It's been a fight, but I'm showing up. I'm showing up again. It's been hard, but I'm showing up. You don't even have to show up perfectly. Look, verse 17. When they saw him, they worshiped him. The son of the idiots doubted. How are you going to doubt Jesus on top of a mountain after he was killed on a cross? Like, that's some serious doubt. But look at... Did did he, in the next verses, did he uh, cut out the ones who doubted to the ones who had faith? No, he talked to all of them. So you don't even have to show up perfect. If you came today and you got a mess of your life right now, you showed up. You showed up. And God will speak to you just as much as he'll speak to the person who's got a squeaky clean life.